Do you want to know who's the hottest president? Doesn't make you glow to learn sick cabello. reward you will learn if you spend some time with us we all dress like your dad and wear glasses we assure you it's not that bad with three dudes wearing glasses my name is Gus, and I am wearing a vertical striped button-down in a variety of neutral tones. My name is Mitchell, and I'm wearing a, Ho- a Honolulu, Hawaii t-shirt that I did not get in Honolulu, Hawaii. My name's Evan, and I'm wearing black and yellow plaid. And we are three dudes wearing plaid. Every week on this show, we learn something brand new. The only catch is we have no idea what we're going to be learning about yet. I have a new son. He's a plant, and his name is Pontius Pilea. Honestly? That's... A song that I'm testing for, you know, the sort of international musical market. It's about my new son, who's a plant. Named Pontius Pileo? Yes. Like, I think we can we can work with that, because, like, all songs gotta have the, the, like, subtextual metaphor. But I think this, just, like, 100% sincere, like, there's no symbolism here. I just want to oh. tell you about my son. What is your son a metaphor for, Gus? There is, there is a metaphor, and it's a metaphor mm-hmm. for me loving my plant son very much. <laughs> it goes all the way down. That's not a metaphor if you just say it explicitly. Who are you to tell me what a metaphor is, Evan? Someone who learned what a metaphor was. Oh my goodness. All right, what's a metaphor? Prove it. A metaphor is when you compare one thing to another thing, but you don't use the words like or as. Well, I'm comparing my love for my plant son to my equal and deep love for the same plant son. (laughs) Ouroboros, the snake eating his own tail. Gotcha. Gotcha! (laughs) I have no retort. I I think you've won. You're still wrong, but you've won. Aw, that's all that mattered to me. Defeated again by hula hoop snake logic. Facts and snake logic. The Ouroboros is weird. That doesn't count as a cryptid, right? It's just sort of a a thing. Because I know, I know that the Japanese fat snake is a cryptid, and I love that very much. Yes. The, the Sun, Sun Kido or something? He's what lovely. The, what the fuck is the Japanese fat snake? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, Evan, funny you should ask. Because according to the Wikipedia for list of legendary creatures from Japan, it is, in fact, kind of a cryptid. So it's called a Tsuchinoko, which is a legendary serpentine monster. It is now a cryptid resembling a fat snake. (laughs) It apparently, the name of it, Tsuchinoko, literally translates to child of hammer. They're described as being between 30 and 80 centimeters.
meters in length, so between like one to three feet-ish, similar in appearance to a snake, but with a central girth that is much wider than its head or tail, and having fangs and venom similar to that of a viper. Some accounts also describe the Tsuchinoko as being able to jump up to three feet in distance, followed immediately by a second jump while still in the air. It can double jump. <laughs> it can oh. double jump. <laughs> According to legend, some Tsuchinoko have the ability to speak and a propensity for lying, and they are also said to have a taste for alcohol. Legend records it will sometimes swallow its own tail so that it can roll like a wheel. That's where I made the connection between them. Okay. Right. I was I want to cover my own bases because that is fascinating. And I love all of the very high quality drawings of this thing I'm looking at. I did say I did think it was called a Sunkido, and that's not a thing. That's a city in the game Papers, Please. Oh. <laughs> but was somehow embedded in my subconscious. No, I love the Japanese fat snake. He is adorable. And he can double jump. Listen, cryptids in general are mostly very ridiculous and i love them i am on the cryptid wiki which is a mm-hmm. thing and they have a list of Suchinoko in various popular media properties and apparently the pokemon dunsparchi dunsparce oh my, favorite my god pokemon, my favorite pokemon <laughs> is is based on the Suchinoko. yeah Indeed. he is and he's perfect many people do this is that is probably honestly in the wider like online culture probably the hottest take we've had of this show because people do not like dunsparce and i don't know why they're wrong he's a beast and a baby. I once beat the Elite Four, not a solo run, because I had other Pokemon that were at the same level as my Dunsparce, mm-hmm. but I just never used any of the other Pokemon for the Elite Four because I took them all out with my single Dunsparce. Fuck yeah. Anyway, there's a Wikipedia page for a list of cryptids, and there's so many goddamn cryptids that they have to divide them into aquatic or semi-aquatic, terrestrial, and winged. Oh my god. Those are the four types of cryptids. And there's not that many winged cryptids, which is interesting. There's only three listed on Wikipedia. There's the Thunderbird, mm-hmm. which is a giant bird, purportedly local to North America. There is the Jersey Devil, yeah. and there is the internet's favorite cryptid, Mothman. Mothman. I was gonna say, I was like, I don't, I can't remember if the Jersey Devil has wings or not, because the only experience I've had that I can remember with it is um in Pop Tropica, the cryptid island. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It was like a whole thing where you would go and like find evidence of cryptids around the world or whatever. And it was like a big fucking scary thing with wings that imprinted itself on my memory. Judging by this drawing of it on Wikipedia, it's got like a goat head and bat wings and like creepy little flamingo legs with hooves it's weird and bad yeah it's not a great cryptid but it is probably the closest one to where i live so i was unnerved (laughs) by it so i am currently on the cryptid wiki still because we love wikis and the cryptid of the month is the (gasps) kushtaka literally little otter man my favorite Mumford and Sons song, uh, <laughs> which are mythical shape-shifting creatures found in the legends of the Tlingit people on the northwest coast of North America. And they're just otter dudes. They're dudes who are also otters. That is very cool. I think before we go forward, we should be careful about drawing a distinction between mythological creatures of the folklore of people who are native to certain regions versus cryptids like the Jersey Devil, which were just sort of like, ooh, Let's all in this one community make up like a spooky monster together. Which I also, I will say, I said the Thunderbird was a cryptid earlier because it's listed on the Wikipedia page for cryptids. That's, again, not totally accurate because it's 
more of a mythological creature. What is, I'm going to ask this because I've never had a good definition and honestly I haven't encountered like the idea of mythological creature with like modern spooky thing. Like what is a cryptid? Is there a definition on the wiki? Is there, there is. This? Some is it- dictionaries and encyclopedias define the term cryptid as an animal whose existence is unsubstantiated. Mm. It's apparently a, like an animal or a monster that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist, which is a very, very broad definition because that can mm-hmm. mean literally any fake animal that makes unicorns cryptids. Okay. But it's, I don't know, it seems like in sort of the popular consciousness, a cryptid is also something that has had like sightings around it almost like a homegrown mythos separate from the mythology of any particular culture right so like bigfoot is a cryptid because it's not like any particular culture either believes that bigfoot exists or has like ancient legends about bigfoot it's just like random people claiming to have seen a big ass ape thing in the woods (laughs) and like bad blurry photos of it like i think in sort of the popular consciousness the use of the word cryptid involves kind of this homegrown mythology around this unsubstantiated creature. Okay, okay, okay. That is useful to know. It's now time for oh the the this my favorite segment of our show that we do, which is Mitchell talks about circle snakes. It's definitely <gasps> a segment we've done before, and we'll do it again. And we'll do it again, and no one can stop me. Oh dear, the site I'm on probably has antivirus. It has viruses on it. Oh, no. Circle Snake Corner. Because, you know, we talked about the Ouroboros, and that has a long and storied history. But do you know about the Hoop Snake? No. The Hoop Snake is a legendary creature of the United States, Canada, and Australia that appeared in the Picos Bill stories, which is like a fictional cowboy story from the 20th century. And it's just a snake that bites its tail and rolls after its prey instead of slithering on the ground. Hell yeah. Apparently. Apparently, there have been several sightings along the Minnesota-Wisconsin border in the St. Croix River Valley. Look out, Um, Evan. It's it's rolling. They're rolling towards you as we speak. (laughs) They're coming for you. There's also the Amphisbaena, which is an ant-eating serpent with two heads. Although sometimes it also has wings and legs, so is it really a snake? No. I guess the ancient Greeks thought so. (laughs) Oh, and it came from... When when Perseus was flying Medusa's head over the desert and all the blood drops turned into two-headed snakes, huh. which is cool. Another snake cryptid is the Ogopogo, which is, is apparently that? a lake monster reported to live in Lake Okanagan in British Columbia, Canada. There was a sighting in 1926 of, I guess, just a big-ass snake in the lake. <laughs> There's a myth that in the middle of the lake there is a cave and that's where the Ogopogo lives. Oh yeah, he's just he's just a big snake. Mm-hmm. I do love that the Wikipedia thumbnail for his image is a like very fun looking statue in a park. You guys are gonna have to take over for a bit because the cryptid wiki has a personality quiz of which cryptid you are, and I am dropping everything to take it. Okay. Yes, sir. So we all know Nessie, right? We, we do know Nessie. personally. Personally, we all know don't know Nessie. Well, in the Chesapeake Bay, they have come up with Chesapeake. Chessie, which is just a Loch Ness monster, but in the Chesapeake Bay. Oh my god. They just said, let's do that here. Yup. Is it also like a, a plesiosaur? Or is it just a big snake? It looks exactly like the Loch Ness monster. Like, exactly the same. No changes, oh. no edits, <laughs> no creativity. That's amazing. And my one question is, was this... 
we're in the Chesapeake Bay and we want to seem cooler, so let's invent our own? Or was this someone saying, hey, I remember that monster from back home. What if there was also one here? (laughs) You're saying someone (laughs) Scottish turned up to Maryland and immediately the one thing they missed about home was Nessie? Listen, man, maybe it was the kid from that movie, The Water Horse, which I watched once and derided as an edgy teen. But now as a wholesome teen, I might be like, that is okay. Maybe it's like that kid. And he was like, I wish I had a Nessie. Oh, wait, I, I see it right over there. Also, great news. I have my my quiz results back and I'm the Chupacabra. Hell yeah. Personality wise, I guess. Quote, Chupacabras walk as if they own the world and will back down for no one. From their first sighting in March of 1995, chupacabras have been reported in massive numbers. They will confidently enter the territory of others, with sightings increasing all over the Americas. So, uh, I guess my personality is asshole and or goat blood. We're fine. Aggressive seeker of goat blood. Yeah. How familiar are either of you with the SCP Foundation? Very, and I love it. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, Evan, how lovely. Gus, do you want to explain or shall I? Please, you go for it. So I don't have a ton of experience with this, but the the SCP Foundation and also the SCP Wiki is basically a fictional, like, forum where people post, like, classified documents of experiences with entities of all kind, including things like cryptids, which range from just, like, little gray aliens to uh, an evil fae sentient forest to, like, reality-breaking weird tentacle horror monsters, and they write up these, like, very fascinating, like, reports with, like, redacted sections and all these cool classifications and doctored photos, and it Uh is, you can, it's one of those places where you can just lose hours and hours and hours, but I remember, and I'm thinking of this because not just we're talking about cryptids, the first thing that I um, found on the SCP wiki, the first foray I had into it, was, I don't remember exactly which one it is, but I think it was just called, like, the Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's SCP-169, nice, and it is just a, quote, a marine arthropod of enormous size, which ca- they can't ever contain because they don't know how long it is, because it just keeps going, and, like, there's reports of people who are just like filming like the side of it as they just travel hundreds of miles through the ocean and that scared the shit out of me as a child as it should understand my favorite scp is scp 55 which is the one that you just forget about as soon as you're not looking at it oh my god i'm looking at it right now (laughs) you're gonna forget as soon as you stop oh no anyway that is a I, i feel like if there is some sort of desire to make cryptids in the collective unconscious. This is an outlet that many people have found that doesn't require you to, like, get a show on TMZ or I guess the History Channel's doing it now. It's the History Channel. I, I can't remember where those, like, Finding Bigfoot shows are, but I'm going to assume it's on the History Channel. <laughs> Probably. Uh, it was originally on Animal Planet, apparently. What? <laughs> and Come you can on, Animal watch Planet. it on Hulu. Oh. All 12 seasons. Wow, okay. What? Okay, wait, I understand when they do, like, eight seasons of, like, a ghost hunting show. Because there's, like, many haunted places and many types of ghosts. But presumably there's only the one Bigfoot, right? I don't think they ever find Bigfoot, because the in the premise they have, the series never questions the existence of Bigfoot, but rather documents the team's unfruitful search efforts. They spent 12 yeah. seasons looking for one ape man in the woods and they couldn't find him? Yep. That's presumably because he doesn't exist. According to a Live Science article about the science behind 12 unusual creature sightings, mm. Bigfoot is, quote, the big guy of cryptozoology. <laughs> 
But all of the scientific evidence that has been put forward throughout the years that claims to prove that Bigfoot exists has been not evidence. Mm. Apparently in 2008, a pair of cryptozoologists from Georgia claimed to have the body of Bigfoot in a chest freezer along with DNA evidence of the species. But the DNA turned out to belong to an opossum and the quote body was a crumpled gorilla suit. Oh no. (laughs) Wait, I just love. I was reading something else and I definitely understand what you said, but my first thought when you said those two things was that it was a possum inside a gorilla suit, <laughs> piloting it like a Gundam. <laughs> no. That is my headcanon for Bigfoot, is is he's like 12 possums in a trench coat and I will not accept anything else. Cool for you. Oh, and hey, also still on this same article, you know, as I was diagnosed chupacabra, mm. apparently the chupacabra sightings have mostly been either coyotes or dogs with mange. In Mm. 2014, a couple in Texas shared a video of a hairless creature in a cage said to be a baby chupacabra. It was a mangy raccoon. Oh, that's just mean. It is mean. Raccoons don't deserve that. So as of yet, there's also no proof that the chupacabra exists, except apparently for me. For you. I'm trying to find if there's any Connecticut cryptids, but we're just too lame for that. Yeah, that's not surprising. Such a shame. Holy shit, do y'all know the fucking Jersey Devil's origin story? No, not at all. It's fucked up. According to the Wikipedia page, the origin of the legend was that there was a Pine Barrens, New Jersey resident named Jane Leeds, known as Mother Leeds. The legend Mm -hmm. states that Mother Leeds had 12 children, and after finding she was pregnant for the 13th time, cursed the child in frustration, crying that the child would be the devil. In 1735, Mother Leeds was in labor on a stormy night while her friends gathered around her. Born as a normal child, the 13th child changed to a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, it beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines. In some versions of the tale, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch and the child's father was the devil himself. Oh. So that's fucked up. That's horrible. I am on a website called Gaia.com, which I don't know how uh, how trustworthy it is, but it proposes the idea that the Jersey Devil was inspired by this bat called the Hammerhead Bat, which <sighs> looks a lot like what the Jersey Devil is described to look like, or like the pictures. It's real freaky looking. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he's so small. <laughs> he's so small, but terrifying. Did they think the Jersey Devil was like a foot long? <laughs> Maybe he like flew in front of like a like a like a lamp and they saw his shadow and got freaked out like in the land before time too. Right. Yes, of course. When the the little baby T-Rex makes a big shadow. (laughs) Holy shit. Sorry. On the explanation section of the Jersey Devil Wikipedia page, there's a lot of different explanations. Apparently Pine Barrens has sort of a spoopy reputation Mm. and was full of like gangs of highwaymen and stuff. But one of the explanations here, quote, outdoorsman and author Tom Brown Jr. spent several seasons living in the wilderness of the Pine Barrens. He recounts occasions when terrified hikers mistook him for the Jersey Devil after he covered his whole body with mud to repel mosquitoes. (laughs) No. Why would they think I was some sort of monster wandering through the spooky woods covered in mud? (laughs) Oof. Sorry, Tom Brown Jr., but... Buddy, you brought that on yourself. Rip Tom Brown Jr. I think he's still alive. Oh, even oh. You know what? Even so, I hope he rests pe- peacefully surrounded by his <laughs> mud and no bugs. Listen, bugs disturb me when you sleep. He's probably fine. Okay, so Napoleon's older brother. Hey, 
what? Wait, what? Napoleon's over-brother, Joseph Napoleon Bonaparte, the Comte de Souviet, moved mm-hmm. to America after uh, the whole Napoleon incident. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he reports to have seen the Jersey Devil while he was hunting at his estate in Bordentown, New Jersey, <gasps> in 1820. Huh. It must be true. Holy shit. Um, <sighs> I don't even know what to say to that. Neither do I. I just like it as a fact. Maybe that's the reason I nobody know because I certainly didn't know Napoleon had a brother. Maybe that's the reason. It's the the people who don't want you to know that the Jersey Devil is real. Napoleon's brother was the real cryptid all along. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like Scooby Doo logic, he probably is the was the Jersey Devil. Ninety percent of the time, (laughs) it's the person who goes, "Oh, can you guys help me? I hear there's a ghost in that building," and then they take off the sheet, and it's them, and it's like. Like, ah! Can't fight yeah, the I hate it when I'm in a Scooby-Doo style episode and I just lift up the sheet and poof, it's Napoleon's brother. <laughs> it's Napoleon's brother. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. We might have a couple Connecticut cryptids. Okay. okay. Evan, I, I briefly looked at Minnesota and I think the Minnesota Wolfman, Dogman is a thing. Never heard of them. Uh, I've never heard of either the Danbury Frog people who <laughs> were exactly what they sound like they are. Someone said they saw them in 1998 and nobody cared. Okay. Small frog people in Danbury. And I've never heard of the melon heads either. Nor have I. That one's a little more sinister and actually has a Wikipedia page, so I'm going to talk about it. Apparently, it's it's uh, a myth, like the, the kind of the base chassis of a myth that has been like spread around in multiple places. So you find stories in Ohio and Michigan as well. But in Connecticut specifically, apparently the story goes there was there was an ins- a insane asylum that burned down in 1960, which resulted of the death of almost all the staff except for some people who went unaccounted for, escaped into the woods, resorted to cannibalism, which made them kind of shrink down and then develop these large bulbous heads, hence the term melon heads. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's not interesting until you get to the subsection of the Wikipedia page called Dracula Drive. Ooh. Which is the racing game that I will never play, but want to. Apparently, there there is... The theory that, or the story that the melon heads lurk around Dracula Drive, dropping on unsuspecting passengers, which is Dracula Drive is not an actual place, but perhaps one of many uh, small, one-lane, usually dirt road running through their territory. This page helpfully lists that uh, many towns in Fairfield and New Haven counties have rural and forested sections, and it's not uncommon to have rural roads running through them. And then they give a list of places people have said is Dracula Drive because they saw the melon heads there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it's very weird. I live near one of these. Well, shit, have you ever seen a melon head? No, but I have read the news stories about old people who get busted for engaging in, in orgies in the woods around that area. So maybe. Oh, God, there's there's a joke there. I'm so close to it. There must be, but... Melonhead orgy. Melonhead. Insert joke here. <laughs> insert, insert, ha ha, ha ha, boobs are sometimes called melons. Melonhead, ha 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 ha. Okay. Anyway. No, just, nope, just let it sit. Just let it be just silent. We it. all have to deal with the repercussions of what Mitchell just said. Mitchell, think about what you've done. But yeah, that that is all, apparently all the cryptids in Connecticut, except for something called the faceless people of Monroe, who sound creepy, but I can't find any information about them so before we finish up i want to talk about one more cryptid that i just think is kind of a 
adorable and mm-hmm. other people do too because if you google it you'll get people having made like plush versions and like crochet <gasps> versions and it's the fresno night crawlers Fresno Nightcrawlers. Apparently, they have made two appearances so far, one in Fresno, California, and the other in Yosemite National Park, also in California. In both sightings, it's only seen in video footage. However, a man in Poland has also claimed to have seen the creature. Weird. But they're just sort of like... They don't have arms. They're just short-ish, mostly legs. Like, picture picture a cylinder. Now divide <laughs> the bottom, like, four-fifths of that cylinder into two legs and give it eyeballs. And that's it. That's what they are. They look like sentient pants. They're just so goofy. They kind of look like old-fashioned clothespins. They kind of do. Oh, that is that is an Etsy store right there. Fresno Nightcrawler clothespins? Yes. Absolutely. Just paint some eyes on clothespins. You can buy on Etsy Fresno Nightcrawler minifigures, Fresno Nightcrawler patches, tarot cards, shirts. <gasps> uh, you can buy earrings of little Fresno Nightcrawlers wearing scarves. Aww. You can buy some stickers, you can buy some pins. Dude, people love these sentient pants so much. (laughs) You can buy a Fresno Nightcrawler candle. Is it shaped like one? Nope, it just says Fresno Nightcrawler on the front. It's fruit punch flavored. Oh, do they, is that part of the mythos? Do they like fruit punch? It appears to just be an Etsy store that sells candles based on cryptids. I like to think that this person went out and asked them. They were like, can I get your permission? Well, which do you like? I have many flavors. <laughs> and they went. They they took one of their very, very large legs and just sort of pointed at the fruit punch one. Yes. That's cute. Hey, what have we learned today? So... There, there are many cryptids out there, generally animals or creatures that we, we do not have scientific evidence for. And I think generally accepted that uh, cryptids are separate from like mythological creatures that have some sort of symbolic meaning. There is a cryptid called the Jersey Devil, which is kind of terrifying. And its origin story is even more terrifying as it is the 13th devil child of Mother Leeds of New Jersey. And it was once spotted by Napoleon's brother. Other famous cryptids include the fat Japanese snake that bites its own tail and rolls... Also, the North American hoop snake, which does the same thing, but it's not fat and not Japanese. Of course, there's famously Bigfoot, who has been the subject of a very long multi-season Animal Planet show in which they fail to find Bigfoot because he's not real. There's some some cryptid rebranding that goes on. We've got Chessie in the Chesapeake Bay. We've got a bunch of lame cryptids in Connecticut, like the Melonheads and the Danbury Frog people that are just reskins of other cryptids. The Fresno Nightcrawler may be the most marketable of all cryptids with every single type of product you could possibly think of being sold with pictures of it on Etsy. But you know what? There's a lot of love online for a lot of different cryptids and I think that's really beautiful because I think it's fun when communities come together to just get really, really into stupid shit. Mm. Oh, and chupacoppers are actually just mangy raccoons. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And or hammerhead bats or the Jersey Devil. There's a lot of explanations for a lot of cryptid sightings, and most of them are slightly plausible. At the very least, they're more plausible than the cryptids themselves. Just plausible enough. This was fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like the show, please share it with a friend. If you hate the show, please feed it to a chupacabra, I guess. (laughs) Don't do that. That'd be fucked up. Um, And either way, follow us on Instagram at 3DWPcast. I'm Gus. I'm Mitchell. And I'm Evan. And this has been Three Dudes Wearing Plaid. Have a great day. Next time on 
three dudes wearing plaid. Replace all police interrogators with me, word associating, in a room. Like in front of the criminal or just alone? Oh, in front of in front of the criminal. Like I just sit down with the coffee and I'm just like, so, Johnson is your name. You know, Johnson & Johnson's a company. Vaccines are a whole thing, aren't they? Vaccine. Maxine. That was a character in Harry Potter, right? And then also is the first name of a contentious political candidate contentious hmm makes me think of like contortions like contortionist like i murdered the circus <laughs> the entire circus well yeah i don't know man i don't know how criminals work this is this is a tv show we, this is like this is like season six when the main cast is left and it's just me i was a, i was an extra in the background and and i'm now the protagonist because um you can't hire new actors because wait so what's what's the name of your tv show Find out next week on Three Dudes Wearing Plaid. Mm.